The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the bar in the whole place. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Our guest, uh, Charlie Clawson, once again is Dave Anthony. Charlie number one. Charlie number should, one? I think you should number all the Charlies. Right, so, like, what, in order of how good I think they are, or just in order of appearance on the show? No, let's do appearance, because if, if it's how good they are, then that's awkward. Right. I know I'd, be, I'd still be number one, but that would be awkward for others. Right. And I don't want to... like, But maybe there'd be, like, every year we could put out the rankings. Yeah. Like, who, you know, that would be how great. you going up and down the rankings? <laughs> uh, but that would be sad. Like, Justin, like, where would Justin come in? And then Justin would be mad because I was number one. Right. And then there'd be... And like, then it gets really awkward around yeah. me. Yeah. Right. And then, we're, and then you, you also, like, the fact that you make... The Charlie sit in order next to you is awkward. <laughs> when we go out to eat, you go, "Oh no, Justin, you're over there," and you sit there, and then it's at the big, at the big dinner we have at the end of the year <laughs> to celebrate the podcast. <laughs> and one of the Charlies is always relegated to a different podcast. We could do like a Last Supper situation with all the Charlies. And the one Judas. And then the real Charlie is just hanging above everybody on a, on a crucifix. Well, see, the real Charlie, I don't know if, uh, you know, the real Charlie is going to come back to us. I mean, I've, I've noticed since he's been on Home and Away that, you know, like there's a lot of TV profiles about him. I've yeah. seen some videos. I, going saw, around I tried to watch some videos, but they won't let me because I'm in America. Mm. But he looks, he looks very attractive, like a very attractive bearded man. Right. He's he looks like a TV star, and one of the uh, one of the biggest stars of Home and Away is coming back. Uh, this this girl called Kate Ritchie, uh, she played uh, Sally Fletcher, and she was in the show for like twenty years, I think. So she's she's is she his age or is she? Yeah, so she started when she was a teenager. Yeah, well, now. I mean, I think even I think she was like a child when yeah. she was on the show, and so now she's like you know back to the show as okay, the biggest star. Okay, so that's star. weird because if she was a child on the show, and then. I'm just going to cut to where Charlie's fucking her. <laughs> and now Charlie's fucking her in an office. That's yeah. weird. Well, I don't think it... It won't be in an office. Really, on Home and Away, are they in an office? Oh. If Charlie is going to have sex with her, it will either be at... Um, beach? It'll be at the beach. Yeah. Right? So in the surf, that yeah, would be sure. quite a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be at the surf club. A lot of the action uh, in Home and Away happens at the sure, surf club. Sure, just like most people in Australia. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, it would be at the local coffee shop, the diner. That's a weird place to do it. Right, in the diner, yeah. in one of the booths after uh, dark. George Clooney did that to Tara Reid here at the Whiskey Go-Go, and it was caught on security tapes. So it could be something like that. Right. <laughs> after hours, he like nailed her in the kitchen or whatever, or the bar, behind the bar. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's true. Really? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Back back when she was uh, before things happened that are unfortunate <laughs> to Tara Reid. Is there any chance that for someone like uh, Tara Reid, who was just hanging on, that just being banged by George Clooney was what pushed her over the edge? It could be. You know what I mean? Like that, that's probably what would do it for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just women stumbling around Hollywood who have been destroyed by George, the power of George Clooney's sperm. Like, but it's, you know what? It's they, they, imagine if they finally found out that that's where shit had kept going that's wrong. That's it all turns. Right. Where, yeah. what, what happened to Lindsay Lohan? Well, yep, the, one time at the Shadow Marmont. The Clooney poison got in her. <laughs> the poison of Clooney. But that that is, being, that is being fucked by Batman. Right. Yeah. There are... How many are there alive? Alive Batman? Well, Adam West. West. Yeah, Adam yeah. West. Adam West's alive. Uh, um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, definitely alive. Val Kilmer's alive. Val Kilmer's alive. George Clooney's alive. That's four. Christian Bale's alive. Yeah, isn't there another one? Who was in? Who was in all the like the ones where Danny DeVito was the Penguin and stuff? Was that Keaton? So there was Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, and George Clooney were the. Those were the three. Yeah. Of the out of those. The reboot, reboot, reboot. Yeah. And then it's. Christian Bale. So we have we have four, five, five. five Batmans. Yeah, five living Batmans. So you can get fucked by five Batmans right oh, now. Because it's a good time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think about all the times you can be alive. Do you think that there is anyone who is sitting around going, you know what my... What's, what's on your bucket list? Well, I would like to get fucked by all five Batmans. Oh, my God. Right? You... If you got fucked by all five Batmans, you should then be, like, declared emperor right. of the world. Of the world. You get to rule it all. Although you do have the poison. You have the poison in you because we know Clooney's is soured. Right. Well, that's maybe that's how you know, though. I mean, if you can get through all five Batman, including yeah. the the, you know, the poison semen of George Clooney. I, I got to say, Val Kilmer wouldn't be great. The current Val Kilmer... Right. It's not great. Well, certainly if you were going to do a thing where all the... And I kind of had this idea for a uh, a Batman movie mm-hmm. where, like, they kind of... <laughs> oh, you had an idea for a Batman movie? <laughs> we <laughs> tell Hollywood. <laughs> Finally, someone's had an idea for someone a Batman movie. an idea. <laughs> Um, I had this idea for a Batman movie that kind of explored that idea that instead of you know them having all been the same Batman, yeah. that you could do that thing where they've been different Batman. They've been different ba- oh, Batman. Yeah. So you could actually do sort of a movie where all the five Batmans Batman to had to get together. Like there was something that happened that was so you know sort of bad to planet yeah. Earth yeah. that the only way that you could like stop it was with. All five Batman. And so are they all dressed up in the Batman outfit? Yeah. Because they all changed from movie to movie, didn't they? Right, yeah. Well, because famously the George Clooney bat uh, suit had nipples on it. That's right. (laughs) That was... I mean, that's... Yeah. That was... That's terrific. A lot of people felt like that's where it went wrong. (laughs) When the bat suit had nipples on it. Was he the last one of the grouping? Yeah. 
Was that the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it? Yeah, Mr. Freeze. Jesus. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was. A- and, and it was full of excellent lines like, "Ice to meet you." Oh, I remember that. Oh, it's so upsetting. Oh, now you are chilled. Now you are chilled off. Hot no more. Yeah. He's got a million of them. He's really good at that. And he could be in it as the governor. I veto you. God, it's so embarrassing. The fact that that guy was ever one of our big stars is just... So Val Kilmer's like a fat Batman. Yeah, he's fat man. So he comes in a big fat Batman suit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah, it's more cotton. He's the Batman that gets fed in cocaine. Right. I, I, I like the idea, though, that he has to come back as, like, the, you know... Because, like, one of them would be still really out of shape. Yeah. You know? And that would be great to have the one guy that can't keep up. Right. And, and then at the end, he... And then at <laughs> He's the doing end, most he... of the stuff back in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> He's just back in the cave, in his bat tracksuit pants. He's back there, and they're like, what did you do? He's like, I got all the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, they get back to the back cave. He's on a beanbag. He's got a back bong out. He's watching porn and NASCAR on the giant screens in the back cave. Alfred won't even look at him. <laughs> I want to see a Batman in sweats now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, Batman. Not like a nice tracksuit, I'm talking like... No, proper. Wet. Yeah. Yeah, like I've... I can't find anything else to wear. I'm so big. Yeah. H&M doesn't have my sizes. Well, that's right. Yeah. I would think... Oh, my God, when I was in Toronto, they have a um, a short man's store. I'm sorry? A short man's store. Like, so you for, know... So for... <laughs> Like, what do they consider to be a short man? Do they have like a Do they have like a line on the door that goes, "If you're this tall, you can't come in." <laughs> it doesn't even say that. The door is just that big. So if, you, if you bang your head, you can't come in. <laughs> it It's like those, like I mean, everyone's seen a big man store. Yeah, we, we all get the idea that there's like you know, and there's a much bigger market for that in America. Right, and and big big. Yeah. Big stores. Yeah. But we get that. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. But I've never seen a short man's store. Well, there's a lot of tiny men out there. Right. Who need tiny pants. And they don't, and they don't, they no longer want to purchase boys' clothes. (laughs) Hey, that's a nice shirt. It says, my dad's number one. That's cool. (laughs) You know, you should go to Toronto. Canada just got together one time and were like, we are sick of Michael J. Fox having a shop at Children's Clothing Warehouse. Please, we have to do something about our hero, our <laughs> national hero must yeah. be able to shop. Did you go in? No, well, I mean, I felt like I would just be mocking them. Yeah? I mean, if I went in... Did you look in the window? Oh, I looked in the window. I mean, the thing for me, that you know when something throws your eye? Yeah. You know when you look at something and you go like, it looks like it should be right, but then it's not quite right? Yeah. Was... You know, because like any menswear store, what they have in the front window is um, mannequins and uh, like, you know posters of people wearing. But are they little the f- mannequins? Yes. <laughs> How little are they? Are they like? 
well, little little people, or is it like five four? I, f- I feel like I feel like your little little person could find something to wear, right? But I, but I feel like you know it's between little little person and so it's like it's like your average size guy. I don't know. You guys obviously use different. Like we use five, like five. No, no, no. Like I, an average size guy is like five eight or five right. ten. Like yeah. there's your there's your like guy who wouldn't be short, but he's close. Like five eight is getting there. I reckon so you get down to five six, and that's. I, I reckon you you know your five six like might be a tall guy in this store. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Yeah. So they so they're if, like if you're three feet tall, right? Is this a place you can go? I don't know. I don't know if it would be. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you still might. And are there people in the store who will pick you up and carry you around <laughs> to show you clothes? These are all valid questions. You would imagine that there's nothing on a big shelf, you know right? What I mean? There's no big shelves. There'll be no big shelves. And and is there an employee? <laughs> they would have just taken a regular size room and made two floors. You know. <laughs> so <I can> people... <laughs> They should, it's, you know how Gap has greeters? Like, you walk in there, something goes, hello. This should be a person who goes, oh, go, 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 go. look at you, look at you. When they walk in. I feel like the whole idea of this story is not to mock them, but to celebrate them. I feel like. I, I feel know. like. I know, but that's not as fun. <laughs> I'm going to open up a store right next door that is just horrible to them. I, that's, I, that's good, though, because, you know. I am. I am. I need to lose weight. I'm super depressed about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you super depressed yeah, about it? I'm super depressed about it. <laughs> why? Uh, why have you put on the weight? Uh, having a kid did it. Yeah. And just not having. Did you? Time did you carry the child? Uh, yes. <laughs> he came out of me. No, I took care of him for for his first two years for uh, for six days a week. Yeah. So and so it just means that you can't. Do any exercise and stuff, I couldn't right? do anything. And so now I've never gotten back into that rhythm. And I've tried to, but it uh, like I start to and then I get... You're also sick all the time when you have a kid. Right. Like they make you sick. They're a little horrible thing. Can you not like... I saw a dude walking down the street yesterday and I hated this dude more than I'd hated anyone in my life. Okay. Um, sounds like something I'd want to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was walking down the street and he had like weights in his hand and he was doing some weights thing like, I mean, while he was walking down the I street. I hate those assholes. Right. I hate. I mean, I hated that, him too. I hate people that walk down the street and exercise. I right. don't like them. But could you not have got some sort of like pram for no, your look, child I have, and done some sort of? I could, oh yeah, totally. I could have. Sure. Right. Didn't happen. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. So it's your own fault. Well, no. <laughs> it's not my stop, fault. Stop blaming your child. No, it's clearly my fault. <laughs> it's clearly my fault. But I also like don't like I'm too tired to exercise all yeah. the time. But that's the catch twenty two. Because if you exercise and get in good shape, you're not as tired. Right. Fat guys are tired. Right. Because they're out of shape. Right. And then they're too tired to get into shape. Yep. See where I'm going? I see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Enter Val Kilmer. They should get you on the uh, opening episode of The Biggest Loser every year. <laughs> they should bring out the trainers and let them do their speech. Yeah. And then they should bring you out to go. I get my speech. (laughs) I know what's going on in your heads. These people have just yelled at you about things you don't understand. (laughs) I'm your guy. But twice I've lost lost 15 pounds twice, but I put it back on. Yeah. So the thing is getting it off and keeping it off. Right. I I understand that. I just... um, 
shushed away uh, just before we were about to start this podcast. Mm. I shushed away at the uh, person coming to refill the minibar yeah. because when I arrived in this hotel last night, it had been quite a long week for me, and I mm. I decided uh, to. Um, yeah, well, that's right. So you're you you're a little bit run down, right? You've had a long week, and then you go and eat crap. Yeah. So you hit the minibar, right? And then once you start eating, like I, uh-huh. you know, when people on the news are like, it's a slippery slippery slope. You know, we like we let gay people get married, then gay people get married, then right. people marry their toaster. And I'm like, I, I'm always like, no, we are human beings, and yeah. we have self control. And at a point in that, we decide this is how far we're taking this yes. thing. And then I open. Pringles. Well, and I realise that I can't stop. I can't. I can't stop eating the Pringles, and then I start eating the M and M's, and then you're married to a guy. Married to a guy, and we're fucking a toaster. <laughs> like, I get it. They're right. Yeah, yeah, they are right. Look. There is something chemically in that food that makes you want it. Like, if you eat starch, then you keep going back to starch. You know what I mean? So there is something in it that makes you do that. I I don't think if you marry a dude, there's something (laughs) chemically in you that that makes you want to marry your dog. Right. I, uh, well, I, I was in uh, in Canada uh, recently doing shows, and they've had gay marriage for nine years, yeah. and I did not see one person married to a dog. It was no, not one. I had not kicked in well, yet. That's just so I don't know where. I don't believe. Maybe you didn't go out in the country. Right. <laughs> 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 but I just had a shameful conversation with the woman who was trying to refill the minibar because I heard it because I was trying to. Say yeah. to her, "Oh no, I don't need it refilled." And she wasn't understanding because because what I said to her was, "Oh no, I didn't have anything." But what had happened was, obviously, when I was out before, she'd already come in and checked. Yeah, she she had the list. Yeah, she had the list of and all you, the things I don't. Like, and she, I heard her go, "No, I'll just come in and put this in." And you yeah. were like, "No, no, 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 please don't refill it." It was a sad conversation. I know because I will eat it again if she refills it. And Whereas her if, job is to refill it, yes. and she gets in trouble, it's empty because the hotel makes money off of you people. Right. You late night chip eaters. Right. Yeah. So you've you've basically gotten her fired. <laughs> yeah. I, it's horrible sometimes because I have no self-control in a hotel room. The minibar is the worst. I've had nights where I've covered it, I've gone into it, and I've noticed that I've covered it in a towel. Like, I've taken a towel out of it. <laughs> because obviously, I thought if I put the towel over yeah, it... No, then, you, then it's not there. <laughs> that would remind me when I went there that I'd already made a decision not to eat it. Yeah. And maybe that would be enough to stop. But here's what I do. Just take the towel off and eat it. You know what? You, they need, the, they need the, the ones with the key. That's the thing, because then you can hide the key or lose the key. You can drop the key somewhere. And go, right. Oh! I don't have the key. I can't get into my minibar. Or you just snap it off. (laughs) Smash the door open on the fridge. I couldn't find the key. I needed a key cut. Um, So... Thank you for uh, doing this podcast. It's so this is actually the first one we've done, uh, we've recorded since one of them's already been up. Yeah. And what happened this morning, uh, as I was uh, running, uh, as I was uh, going out to get a cup of coffee, uh, 
a girl was running past me and I, I, it's fair to say that I was still in a bit of a food coma mm-hmm. from the night before and I'm just wandering down the street to get a cup of coffee yeah. and so I was in my own world and, and this girl who was jogging being all fit and young and attractive um, stopped me and I had headphones on and so I didn't hear what she said mm-hmm. and uh, so I thought maybe she wanted directions or something I don't know and she stopped me to say that she was listening to the podcast so there you go did this you podcast- yeah, and she was like... That's so crazy. Yeah, she was, was she jogging a, along. Was she Australian? I assume she was Australian. Like, I, it was literally, that was our... I was so dazed, like, I still had my headphones on in half my ear because I'd yeah. only taken half out, yeah. and I wasn't expecting her to say this. True. And then, of course, I did want to ask all those questions, but you can't ask someone who's just stopped briefly while jogging. Like, you know, where are you at in it? Do you want to talk about it? Right. Is it the new one, or are you... <laughs> Like you're listening to her right now. Oh. Where are you from? Yeah. Seriously. She's like, I'm no. running away yeah, now. <laughs> that's that's really weird. Yeah. But there you go. So I don't know. If, yeah. I, the thing about podcasts is I never expect anyone to. When it happens, I'm always jarred. When someone's like, "Hey, I know you from the podcast," I'm like, "No, that's a listening thing." Oh, I, I don't. It weirds me out. I had a girl sit down next to me at uh, lunch the other day who was who was listening to it while. She was sitting next to me. That's amazing. Yeah, it is a bit weird when that happens, yeah, where you're like, really weird. when people just go, I'm listening to your podcast yeah. right now. You're like, well, of course you can be. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's... Well, it's not like people... Because it, it's different, because it's not like people sit down next to you and go, hey, I'm listening. Um, I'm at your stand-up show right now. Right. What? Like, it's podcasting is the only thing you, it's personal. You can put it on your ears and walk around and do right. the thing. Yeah, most of the time when someone is, like, enjoying the thing that you do... You're doing it at the time. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Or it's a TV show and right. they can't, they're not going to sit down next to you at a cafe and go, I'm watching your show. I guess they could now. I get stuck a little on planes in Australia. Um, uh, Qantas, like their kind of standard go to television show, they'll show on like an hour long trip. They'll often show episodes yeah. of Gruen. Well, that's just weird. And so you're sitting there? Right. And it's on those sort of size planes where. It's the only thing you can watch. Yeah. You know, no, no. you know. That's weird. That's really awkward. Yeah. And I know people are probably like, oh, boo-hoo, you're on TV. It's weird. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with the idea of being on TV and stuff. Like, no, I, I know, people are like, it's, it's just like... But, I, but I'm, it's rare that I am trapped in a place where I've had no choice about me being on. Yeah. It's not like I've done that Bob Crane thing where he used to go to bars where they were playing Hogan's Heroes. Right. And then, like, hang out. And, and get him to put Hogan's Heroes yeah. on and yeah, hang yeah, out yeah. under Hogan's Heroes <laughs> so he could bang people because he was on Hogan's Heroes. Like, I'm not just catching Qantas flights. Right, right, right. <laughs> Does this one have going on? Oh, here's what I'm again. Yeah. You got your usual seat right in the middle of coach. Yeah. Sit around all the people. <laughs> hey, it's me. Afterwards, we'll do a Q&A. <laughs> yeah, I stand where the flight attendants are, where everyone's like, thank you very much. Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? I was in a gym working out and a commercial came on that I'm in and that was I just felt like because it was on all these TVs and right. clearly me and I was just like Ugh, looking down it was awkward what was the commercial have you ever done it was a McDonald's commercial and I was like heavily prominent in it. like it was were you eating McDonald's no I was the guy who didn't need coffee and so I was like the perky morning guy hang on run us run us for this 
give us a give us a, a taste of what the what was the kind of the whole plot of the commercial. Okay, so it started out. It was like, uh, here's Rick. What was Rick's last name? No, here's Rick Ray's. Uh, he he leaves his house in the morning, and I walk out, and my neighbors are all grumpy and yeah. like peeing. I'm like, hey, Gladys. And then I go and so, I hang on. So you got cast as the not grumpy person, right? It's fucking insane. <laughs> it could not have been. It could not prove that I am an actor more. Right. And then I go and get in the car with my other three guys that I drive to work with, and they're all yawning, and I'm like, "Morning, fellas." And then we drive to uh, McDonald's, and they all get their coffee, and I don't get coffee. And then they all perk up, and then we get to the office, and we walk into the elevators, and I and everyone's standing there drinking their coffee, waiting, and I'm like, I'm going to take the stairs! And then I run up the stairs, just that. But there was no... You didn't I don't get, remember what it was. You didn't get point, yours at the I end? I never got coffee because I don't need it. I'm the, I'm the only guy in the world that doesn't need coffee. Right. Everyone else needs coffee. Right. Uh, so that was their message. Yeah. Right. Because I, I felt like at the end there had to be some twist where, like, no. you know, they they were all they won because I mean, they got coffee, and you. The thing about commercials is there aren't a lot of twists. Right. <laughs> it's <in> thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm saw, looking for I the usual exactly, suspects of commercials. <laughs> so exactly where this was going the whole time. This is. I mean, it's almost like M Night Shyamalan's not doing commercials. Certain people. <laughs> I need coffee and other people don't and then that was just it like it introduced the idea right. and there was no I don't know I certain, get... certain people need coffee some people don't we're McDonald's we have coffee yes the end yeah <laughs> hope you enjoyed it <laughs> but it, it, it almost feels a bit unnecessary that they needed anyone who doesn't need coffee do you know what I mean in that ad if you, if you really want to take it back to this idea of there being 30 seconds, mm-hmm. you know, realistically, McDonald's should just come on and go, people need coffee. Yeah. We have coffee. Yeah, they should be showing a bunch of sleepy people right. drinking coffee and waking up. Yeah. You don't need the really alert guy running around. Right. Yeah. He's unnecessary. Well, but he was hilarious. But- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. He was a delight. He made me a lot of money. Around that time, did you ever get recognized as the, uh, like, you know, was there people who, because I can yeah, imagine I that that getting, sort of character people would. But they don't they don't know you. They go, I feel like I know you. Right. Those. Yeah, I get that. I used to get, I used to. I feel I, like you should have more energy. Since I, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like you're uh, like a perky guy. Yeah. Is that not you? Uh, why do, why do, why do, think, why do uh, I think you hate coffee? Uh, <laughs> uh, just leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, I get. I used to. I haven't been doing commercials that many lately because of the TV show. But uh, yeah, I, I used to get a lot. I know you from somewhere, but I, I'm getting there. Well, this is not a commercial, um, uh, but uh, I was going to read you um, uh, something off my water because I got, I got a water out of the mini bar, you know, which was the most healthy thing I've got out of the mini bar so far. And uh, it, I noticed that it had a little message uh-huh. to the guest on it, uh-huh. so I thought I should read that, uh, seeing they'd gone to the effort of putting it there. Uh-huh. Uh, dear guest, say hello to Yana, the world's best tasting water. Well, <clears throat> that's a little cocky. Like, right? Number one, <clears throat> I feel like the best tasting world, the best tasting water in the world isn't 
in a plastic box. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that, it already should have a little asterisk that says that we've captured it in a plastic box. Yes. When, if you get it from the source, yes. holy shit. Oh, when you dip your face into Yana <laughs> at the source of Yana, delicious. They're doing Yana vacation yeah. where you can, quote unquote, dip your face into Yana. Dip your face into Yana. I mean, and that's for people who don't know how to drink that one. Right. Uh, so hello, say hello to Yana, the world's best tasting water. Discover nature's secret. Oh, yeah. water? What? <laughs> hey, you guys. Shh, come here. I found something. Look at this. You can drink right, it. That's- Right, that's water. I mean, I have that. That's water. That's water. That comes out of my sink. I know, but look at it. Look at this place. It's coming out of the ground. Don't, shh, don't tell anyone. It's going to be our secret until I put it in bottles <laughs> and sell it across the world. Bottled from the source and brought right here to you. Where is the source? Uh... Okay, well, firstly, Yana is water just as nature intended water to taste. It seems like Bottle. they, they want to they talk a lot before they tell me where it's coming from. <laughs> it's European. It's natural European artisan water. Artesian water, not artisan water. Artesian it's artisan. water. It's artisan water. Uh, Was that it? Did you read the whole thing? Yeah, hang on. Uh, Charges will be included on your final bill at checkout. Yeah. That's... Is that part of the Yana <laughs> philosophy? Secret magic. <laughs> Naturally preserved and untouched for thousands of years, Yana's first encounter with the world we know today is the moment of opening the bottle. The moment Yana's true values become a part of us. What? Hey, Yana, lighten up. First of all, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> Yana's first encounter with the world as we know it today is the moment of opening the bottle. I guess if it's if Yana is only kept in bottles now, that would be true. But the first moment, the first encounter with Yana was some cave guy like, oh, water. Yeah, but I, I feel like what they're saying is that, because I'm reading the back of the bottle now, I'm, I'm starting to get uh, interested got, in the uh, I would like to say that you are now in the Yana graduate Right, I've, I've, <laughs> I've gone bananas for Yana. I'm, I've got Yana fever. Uh, this is not an endorsement, by the way. I should mention no. that by now we may be part of the uh, All Things Comedy Network. <clears throat> I would like to say don't drink bottled water at all. At all. It's destroying it's the planet. Horrible. It's horrible. Yes. It's, complete, it's maybe one of the worst things we could possibly yeah. do. In, you, fact, it takes, in fact, it takes a gallon of petrol... To make that bottle to put water in it. In fact, That's a bad idea. Yeah, in fact, to be honest, uh, there may be people in the future listening to this podcast just as an example of why things went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tired, Pringle-filled Will Anderson. Uh, okay, so, but I think what they're claiming at Yana is that um, it's the, the source is located 2,500 feet below the Earth's surface. So, so, so it's what's known as a... Water aquifer. It's, it's it's known as groundwater. Right. So that's really common. In the picturesque Croatian village of St. Jana mm-hmm. by the Adriatic Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they're going down underground and none of it's like, none of it's in the surface. It's they're, all just, <clears throat> this is the first time it's out in the surface. So when you open the bottle. So they found a way with their Croatian magic right. to get water out of the ground. Out of the ground. And, and now we are 
I'm joyous to be near it. We don't have to go 2,500 no, feet under the ground dig. in Croatia. I don't have to dig. To like, get I this. was going to have to, to get this water. Right. Fuck, it's great. And even to mock that, like, we're on the 10th story of this hotel, so I've taken it higher. Holy shit. Like, you know, I fuck mean, you yeah. 2,500 feet under, we've gone up again. And just in, then. and then think about the Croatian airlines that right. are up there with their Croatian water. <laughs> don't drink it. <laughs> It's a terrible... It's a terrible thing to do. <laughs> hey, kids, what, what went wrong with the planet? <laughs> well, I was drinking water from Croatia while I was in America. The end. <laughs> I used to drink tons of bottled water. I've stopped. I, I, I philosophically have stopped. Right. I just haven't That's... stopped. <laughs> Well, you know, now they make you feel like when you go into a restaurant <coughs> and you just order tap water, you are made to feel kind of like a dirtbag. Right. Like you're ripping the restaurant off. Right. Which is insane because it's... You're wild. actually meant to be a hero. You're saving the planet. Right. Right. And I... And that, that's why I wear a hat now that says water hero. That's, but that's what they should say in the restaurants. They should say, would you like uh, sparkling, still, or hero water? <laughs> I would like hero water. Hero Thank you very water. much. I mean, I'd, I'd like to be a hero, please. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's going to be the worst thing to explain to my kid why. I want to stop. Like, it's one of those things. I want to stop uh, drinking bottled water, mm-hmm. and I want to stop uh, drinking soft drink. Do you? Oh, I drink I way too much soft drink. I stopped soft drinks completely yep. a while back. I mean, occasionally I have a diet coke, but it's and then when I whenever I have one now, I go, "What? Well, tastes horrible." Uh, I. Uh, I stopped a while ago, and it's the best thing I ever did. Yeah, I want to. Health-wise, mindset-wise, like, you don't realize how crazy you go when you put that much whatever into your body. It's terrible for you. Sugar or whatever it is. And they keep doing studies that show that... It's horrible for you. Like, and it doesn't matter whether you're drinking diet, soft drink, or the other one. Like, they're both just... And, like, the amount of, like, weird cancers and health problems and... Yeah, there's mental problems with Diet Coke. It fucks up your synapses or whatever. They just... uh, They've been having this big debate in Australia about whether there should be health warnings on... uh, On, you know, Coke and stuff like that. Because a, a woman in New Zealand... Now this is a different issue, and I look. I, I don't. I don't want to be disrespectful of someone who clearly had a lot of other issues going on. Mm-hmm. But this woman died because she was drinking like ten liters oh, of wait, Coca-Cola I read that. a day. But then a, also a guy in Australia, just twenty-five, lost all his teeth. Right from drinking. I think it was like five liters a day. Now, like that's a lot. Like you shouldn't be drinking that much Coca-Cola. Like and you shouldn't be drinking that much anything. Right. <laughs> Right. You can't drink that much water because you, you drown. You literally, if you're drinking 10 liters a day, you're like, okay, this is my job. Right. This is all I'm doing. Yeah, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I, I just I drink. drink. Yeah, yeah, I just drink, drink Coke. That's yeah, it. That's and then expel it. No, but then what do you do? I mean, for a No, living? that's that's all I can do. <laughs> that's all I can do. No, but right, I understand that. But how do you, like, how are you making money? What are you doing? I'm not. I'm going to die <laughs> very soon. I'm going to die soon. So I don't, I don't need money because I'm about to die from what I'm doing. <laughs> So uh, I've taken out my superannuation uh, and I'm using it to buy the thing that will kill me. Okay. Almost immediately. Well, I like it. You have a goal. <laughs> well, it's a bucket list of sorts. <laughs> Probably more achievable than many of the things on yours. No, I, I was originally going to fuck all five Batman, but it was explained to me that ain't going to happen. I looked at Valky and I thought, no, I'll just no drink way. 10 liters of soda a day. <laughs> and plus, George Clooney has poison <laughs> in him. 
I don't, if you're, like, I went through a period when I was younger where I, so, I don't know if you guys have big gulps or know what a big gulp is. I know what it is. It's okay, like, because you're from here, but do you have that in Australia? Do you have, you guys have 7-Elevens. Yeah. And but you look, but I mean, they're not the same. Then That fascination with the giant thing. Drink. Yeah. It has not been as big in an Australian... It's uniquely American. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have them. And when yeah. you go to the cinema and stuff, like, they're all those ridiculous big sizes. Right. But that sort of... You know, you'd see it in American movies. Like, you know, Reality Bites, famously. You know, yeah. you'd see them all walking around with these massive sodas. Yeah. That was never as big a sort of tradition right. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what isn't a big tradition in Australia that, that is over here? Refillable sodas. Oh, really? No. You don't go to restaurants really... You don't get to refill? No. Ever. Do you know why they do you that? You know what you do there? You just basically you get what you pay for, and then if you want more, you have to pay for that. Jeez, Whereas here... Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's communism. I'm not sure what you just described, but it sounded like hell. <laughs> do you know why they do that? Because they don't... The profit margin on the food is not that much. If they can get you to buy a drink, right. that's where all their profit is. So, because it costs them nothing. nothing. So, of course, they're going to give it away and go, yeah, have, have more. Have as much as you want. That's so funny because I always fill up and then I refill. But I, I only drink iced tea now. I don't go near any of the... So, when I was younger, I started on Big Gulps in college. Uh, I get out of school. I go straight to 7-Eleven, me and my friend. We get a Big Gulp. And then Super Big Gulps, which was essentially 64 ounces of soda. Yeah. With that looked like a milk carton top, like they they couldn't put it in a regular cup, so they didn't make it like it was sealed on both ends. Yeah, and then you poke a straw on the side, and then I kept drinking diet coke, or that was like that was Dr Pepper, and then I went to New York, and it was still the same thing, and then I moved here, and I'd say I stopped in. Okay, this is when I stopped. <clears throat> so I was drinking maybe eight diet cokes a day. And one of those and drinks, by the way, is twice the size of the human bladder. So if you want to think that through, yeah, you technically cannot like drink an entire one of those drinks without having to go to the bathroom twice. No, for God, no! <laughs> it was just a constant run. And plus, you're also going crazy because it makes your brain go fucking nuts. Like you're you're jacking up with all these chemicals and caffeine, and you're like, I'm having a great time. Oh no, what's happening? I need another one. Like it's just it's just roller coaster of insanity. And then I went to the doctor because I was on pains in uh, my, the side of my torso. And the doctor goes, I think you have diverticulitis. And I was like, what? Yeah, what is that? And he goes, that's an old person's disease. Right. Old person's affliction. Basically, you in the side of your colon or intestines, you get, it's like a pocket, mm-hmm. a little pocket form. Oh, that's handy. And shit goes in there well, oh. that you don't you don't you want stuff uh, to, you yeah, want yeah. stuff to go through. You don't want to shit. So stuff's that. like half digested yeah. and it goes in there. No. And it's like it's like a it's like a little like a like if, if there was a like if there's a river and then right. there's someone like dug a little thing right. out, it's like that. Yeah. So it keeps like But not a fun river. Yeah, but not like not, a you want stuff flowing through your right. your intestines are, there's not supposed to be anything in your intestine that's no. supposed to be like, I'm gonna hang out here for a while. Right. So he told me I, he thought I might have that, so I couldn't he said, no, uh, you have to f- start fasting immediately. And then he was going to send off her tests. And so I started fasting, and so I stopped the Diet Coke. And then I ended up fasting for a week and then went in and got tests, and I didn't have that. What had happened was something had a piece of fat 
on the outside of my intestine yeah. had essentially died. Right. And it had twisted around, and so it just had to go away. <laughs> this is a beautiful story. <laughs> but at the end of that, seven days, I was like, oh, I'm, I kicked Diet Coke. Yeah. Like, I kicked that habit that I had for, like, 15 years. So I never went back. And then the next time I went to the dentist, I opened my mouth, and he went, holy shit. What did you do? And I go, what? He goes, your teeth look a million times better. And I was like, oh, I stopped drinking Diet Coke. He was like, well, you no longer look like a hobo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I uh, planes. I find it hard to kick on planes because you know when they bring you a drink, they like, don't have it. They don't have. They don't have like a healthy version of. You can drink water. You can drink water, but after a while, when you're on a flight, you're like, oh, I want to drink something other than water because you've yeah. drink so much water. Yeah. And uh, you can and, get juice and hangovers. But ju- but juice, the juice that they serve on planes is all like high fructose corn syrup in America. Right. It's like not like actual juice. I drink tomato juice in America. They have tomato juice everywhere. Yeah. I quite like tomato juice. You do? Yeah. It creeps me out. Right. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, I always thought that I would be the sort of person who would be creeped out by tomato juice. But I like a Bloody Mary. Do, so. you, do you drink it warm? Isn't that just soup? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel what you're thinking of, Dave, is soup. <laughs> I feel no, like you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I was totally about that. I was thinking, do you drink it warm with a spoon? Dave's <laughs> like, have you ever had one of those... Hot chicken juices they serve on on planes with a spoon. Have you ever had one of those like? Have um, you ever had the? Have you ever had the drink with all the? Uh, there's like pasta and right. vegetables in it. Yeah, and, and the yeah. minestrone yeah. yeah. juice, soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minnesota. That's yeah. what it's called, yes. right? Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, the 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 natural drink of Minnesota. Um, I uh, was in uh, Minneapolis. They have, a, they have a lot of tunnels there. Did you see? Did you go downtown and see all the? You can walk from building to building without ever going outside. The they skyways, connect. yeah, the skyways. So the first day I was there, I didn't know about the skyways. So the uh-huh. first day I went for a walk in the outdoors. Yeah, and it was like because there's snow everywhere. I've never really been somewhere oh, apart snow, from the it snow. Stays. It just stays there all winter. It right. falls and it stays. Normally, if I see like a place where there's snow, there's yeah. also people snowboarding right. and skiing. Yeah, you've you're gone out there of, for fun. You've gone there for that yeah, reason. Not for just living. For life. <laughs> Somebody hasn't gone, hey, you know what's fun? Snow. Let's just put it all over our cars and stuff. We're going to leave a big pile of it by this building. Right. So it was the first place I'd ever gone where you get up in the morning, you open the windows, and people's cars are covered yeah. in snow. Yeah. And the streets are covered in snow. So... Uh, I learned a couple of lessons from that, mm-hmm. which is one, sometimes in between the footpath and the road, there is a thing that looks like the road, but is instead a frozen over puddle. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Did you go down? Yeah, a couple of times. Oh, yeah. A couple of times I had very, very wet, cold feet. Did you have the right shoes? No. You didn't buy the right shoes? Well, here's... I know, you're there for a week. I'm there for a week, and I'm traveling with 23 kilograms. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... It, People bought me presents while yeah. I was there. And there was still part of me that was like, this present is now going to cost me $75. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's so nice that you've b- bought me something, but you've essentially bought me something that I can't fit in my suitcase yeah. and is going to cost me money. Yeah. So, I am. Um, uh, I had one pair of uh, appropriate shoes, but they were also my show shoes. So, oh, right. I kind of didn't want to like can't. you know all day. You can't be them. on stage squishing around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, I've been there. Yeah. So um, you weren't walking around in tennis shoes, were you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's like that's like looking at a maniac. Right. <laughs> that's like looking at a crazy person. When you see someone walking around with tennis shoes on in Minnesota when it's zero, you're basically people are like, oh, we should take him in and feed him and get him a place to stay. Well, one of the first things I will say about being in that part of the world is that people are like that. Mm-hmm. They are... You know, crazy nice. Crazy nice. Like, they will walk... I used to have a joke uh, when I was living in New York City because it was the first time I went to Minnesota and it was like... I'm not used to it when people just walk up and say hi because where I live, if people walk up and say hi, I'm going to be raped again. Right. Because that's the basic thing. Like, if someone walks up to you in New York and starts talking to you, they need something or want something and it's really weird or they just ignore you, but they're literally strangers just walk by you all the time and go, hi. And to me, it's unnerving and weird, but it's the way it should be. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. But it freaks you out. Right. I had one morning where I was particularly um, hungover. The, the sh- we'd done a, the late show on Friday night. And uh, during the show, like I so said, I'd already had a couple of drinks at the early show. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I was having a couple of drinks you know, during the late show. And it was one of the more fun shows of the entire run. Uh, and so, so some people kept sending beers to the stage. Mm-hmm. And look, this is not clever. You know, I'd like to think that I am beyond this. Oh, God. But I also know that at a late show, if you can, like, scull a beer, if you can, like, chug an entire beer, mm-hmm. like... Every joke you do from then on is 15% more fun. <laughs> like, it's, you know what I mean? There's just something about what yeah. that does for the night yeah. that people... I wish I was beyond it. Mm-hmm. I wish I was like the no, sort of person. But I'm just like, fuck it. If yeah. I could take a pill right now that would make my jokes 15% funnier... Yeah, you do it. I would do it. Yeah. And they've just sent me that pill in yeah. a glass to stage for free. It just takes a little longer to put it right. in your body. So I did that. So everything's 15% funnier. But, of course, what I had invited upon myself at that point was them sending another one of those. Of course, that doesn't stop. Right. So I did that. Anyway, still, it's getting funnier and funnier. Show's going great. Having this great weekend. Everyone's having a great time. Third one comes up. Oh, God. I do the third one. Are you chugging them? Yeah. Each time. But what I did by the third one was I pretended as if I wasn't going to. And then did it. Set up, set up, punchline, rule of three. <laughs> I mean, it's still got structure. And I feel like I'm, I'm right towards the end of the set anyway. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, even if, you know, I start to get a bit woozy on this, I'm right at the end. Uh-huh. It's the end of the night. It's manageable. Yeah. So I'm about to finish. But the gig's gone so well that the, the audience really give me a little bit of that, nah, come on, just yeah. do a little, a little bit more. more. Right? And I'm like, okay, I'll do a little bit more. But at that point, I've kind of got out of the 45-minute set that right. I, I had been doing most nights. I'm really like, okay, I'm just going to yeah, see what else I can do. I'll talk to yeah. some people down the front or I'll like, you know, try to find something funny to do. So <laughs> this woman down the front and her boyfriend, I'm talking to them. And they're, they're, they're really good sports and we're having a good time. So she then hands me her drink. Oh, right? Is it a drink drink? It's a drink drink. It's a, what you Americans would uh, refer to as a cocktail. Yeah. Drink. 
So, but it looks light. It looks like the sort of thing, and it's from. Does it look like a like it's maybe a little tropical situation? Well, you know what it looks like. You know, I, I would I would have guessed if I was going to guess it looked like maybe like it had uh, some uh, ginger ale in it, uh-huh. uh huh, or maybe some ginger beer, like you know, sure. some sort of vodka drink, maybe. Mm-hmm. So something that I was kind of like, well, that would be refreshing. Sure. That'll, you know, cleanse my palate yeah. at the end yep. of this gig. Yeah. This reminds uh, me of, you know, when you get a big box of uh, chocolates. Right. And you don't know what's inside. Right. And you go, this looks good. And you eat it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, who put that in a fucking chocolate? Right. That's what I feel like is about to happen. Well, no, 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 no. What I did was I, I tasted her drink and it was delicious. Though. Oh, I bet it was. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was called uh, it was called Goodnight Will. <laughs> it was delicious. And so I thought, well, I mean, you know, I've already set up the form here. I have sure. to you know do the uh, whole thing. No, and now with the cocktail. Right. But it also I, I think it's making it even more hilarious the fact that it's it's not even my beverage this time. Right, nice. The other three were just randomly taking them from strangers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no part of me at any stage that went, Hey, you know what you're doing? Headlining at a club you've never headlined at before. <laughs> Uh, well, you don't know the people that well. I mean, it's been a good week, but maybe they have a policy against the acts taking the drinks off the front table and just drinking sure. the punters' drinks. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe they have some quirky law where they don't like the acts stealing from yeah. the paying customers. It might be, yeah. right? Yeah. Turns out they're fine. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they're a good club. There, they're a good club. But. Um, I had I had said to the girl, I said, you know, I'll get you. She goes, no, 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 you can have it. So I drank the drink. I thought, well, that's great. I can finish mm-hmm. on this, you know, that everyone's, you know, thinks yep. this is funny. I don't have anything else to do. Yep. I feel like I've been here. This is this is my out. Yeah. And just as I was about to leave, I thought, oh, I should ask what it was, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like, so I'm absent. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know, I just drained it out of a car. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah. Uh, she said, it's a Long Island iced tea. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> oh! Did you then call an ambulance? <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit. All I remember is I, I can't remember get I, I can't remember getting from the club to my hotel. Yeah. But it was only uh, it was only yeah, close there. across the road. Yeah. I do remember the next day when I put my jeans on to go to the show having uh, two separate business cards from people who had written notes. Like one dude who wanted to send me his CD and someone else I'd obviously talked to do about something else. I don't remember. Let's do it, man. I'm going to put the money down the warehouse tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Right? There was a couple of those that I can't explain. So I'm sorry to any promises that were made to anyone. I woke up the next morning. I had sent emails. Oh, no. I had sent tweets. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I got home. I've been productive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been incredibly productive. 
Oh, you got oh, that's one word for it. No, but the thing was, he's the But there were no embarrassing None. Ones. You not didn't go. one. That's crazy. Like, literally I had got back and I'd promote upcoming shows. I'd send really? a, th- a tweet out about the podcast because it was that day that I'd finally managed to get yeah. the podcast up yeah. for the first time. So I'm I'm tweeting, plugging the podcast. I did all that, like without Oh my god. So then I've gone into bed. Now all I remember is the next day, waking up and still feeling really, really oh, drunk. Sure. You know, like yeah. I was, and because you could, I mean, do people know what a long, 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 long I? Well, I think there's like Australia. five individual shots of alcohol. It's or something got almost ridiculous like that. All it might have more than yeah. that. Like it depends on how big the glass right. is, but they basically fill it up with just alcohol, yeah. and there's no like flavoring. It's no. just different kinds of alcohol. Yeah, and it's a big glass usually, which is why it looked like. It might have been vodka and ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what it really was was just a combination of all those alcohols. I mean, people drink one of those and they're good for the night. Right. That's your night out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I woke up the next morning with the um, maid banging on the door and I was so in, in, like I was so incapable yeah. of dealing with that yeah. that I made the choice of going, you know what? She'll work out you don't want the room service when she comes in and sees you in bed. (laughs) This is my best way to tell her. Right. I I can't yell out. I can't (laughs) shut up. There is the only one I can deal with this is just just let her see that you're asleep. That's it. Well, she won't just see it. She's going to walk in and smell it. Oh, she'll smell it. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's going to come over and as they're all taught to do, check your pulse. <laughs> oh my god, I had on the first night, it was quite an adventurous week. Um, I'll get back to what happened the, the, the day after, but it was quite an adventurous week down there because, I mean, A, it's one of the most amazing comedy clubs I've ever got to play. It's, it really is it fantastic. Is, I would put it in the top two. It's, it's amazing for someone like me to go into a town where no one knows who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, literally over the week there was... I've got to stop saying literally. Ever since I've uh, I edited the podcast, I realise how oh, horrible I am to listen to. Literally is a word that people started saying, and it's. I used to say it a lot, and I forced myself to stop saying it. Oh, I hate it. It sounds horrible. literally, a lot of it's not literally. Well, the thing that I've noticed is... <clears throat> That I use little, little, oh, now I can't, uh, <laughs> there we go, I'm cured, yes. <laughs> I, I can only half say it. Little, little, little. I'm fine with that. It's if every just, time I try to say it, I have a stroke, yeah, I will stop saying This it. is the first episode of your sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I want to stop saying it, but I was using it most of the time to describe things that did happen. Okay. But that don't need... No, they I don't, don't need, need to say that. No, they don't. It's obvious that I'm talking about something that yes, happened. It doesn't... You don't need to put literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not going to. Uh, so, uh, it's amazing. I did seven shows while I was there, mm-hmm. and five of them were sold out. That's awesome. But that's not based on me. Well, that's just, just a reflection of how good that club yeah, is. The booking in that club has always been amazing. Right. The, the week before I was there, you, they have this great thing backstage where you look at, uh, they, they get you to sign your week on the yeah. wall. Yeah. So you can just look back and see the comics who go yeah. through there. And there's some just amazing names. Yeah. Like, I mean, even for me, it was so, I mean, Emo Phillips was there the week mm-hmm. you know, before I was. Yeah. And 
I was remembering, I, I, I would have been 14, 15 watching Emo on Letterman, yeah. you know, and you like, wow, like I never would have imagined I'd be in Minneapolis, like, you know, doing a club that Emo was doing the week yeah, before. It's, crazy. it's amazing. So they clearly just have this great loyal audience. Yes. And in some ways that's also really ter- terrifying as a comedian because they're not there to see you. No. They're, and they're, they're, so they, they might, expect a standard. Right. And they might not like you. Yes. They might not like what you have to say. Uh-huh. And I found most of the week, it, I got until the very last night before I got one dude who like, did not enjoy the things that I was uh-huh. talking about. Yeah. Like a guy sent me a tweet after my very last show that, and his, his tweet actually said, uh, God and guns are what make America great. Oh, you tweeted that. Yeah. <laughs> Is I it, read that and I was like, yeah. oh, there we go. God and guns are what make America great, and if you don't like it, maybe you just better go back to it. Yeah, hey, listen. Yeah. Uh, shit's only funny that I, that fits into my personal philosophy. Yeah. Okay. But the, but the, the interesting thing is that was, the, the way that I approach both of those topics uh-huh. is not from a point of view of me saying you're an idiot or, right. you know, even no, when... but I, it doesn't matter if right. you just talk about it right. and you look like a, a liberal Nancy, right? then he's going to be mad at you. But that's what it was like. Even my perspective on saying, because the way that I go into both those topics is from the perspective of going, you know, I, I don't know really what to believe. This is, yeah, yeah. this is my perspective. And so most people, even if they don't agree with me, always, like, you know, kind of go, oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, sure. I feel like you're discussing this. And, and then there was just one guy who was like... <laughs> Ted Nugent was right there in the audience. God and guns are what make America great. And there's just a, a small part of you that wants to go, every single part of that sentence is wrong. Horribly wrong. Like, <laughs> couldn't be a worse thing to say. Right. You couldn't come across as a dumber <laughs> asshole. But congrats with your tweet. It's just, that's yeah. We've got a lot of those, <laughs> but but what I was going to say is, for a, a run of shows to be as amazing as these shows were, like every single one of the shows was a show that I would have. If you'd said before you go, if I could have one of those shows, everyone was better than that. It was. You know what's crazy though is now you're going to the better place, right? <laughs> well, that's good too. Denver is right. insane. The, that room, because the way it's shaped, it, it's almost like the laughter flows downstream at you and just, like, hits you. It, like, washes over you like Yana water. But we... <laughs> the new sponsor of our podcast. <laughs> water for Life. Yeah. Um, which they've trademarked. Water, water for, for Life. life. Yeah. We did, we, we did Water for Death, but yeah. that, is, that is Russia. <laughs> Russia, that's water. You drink. Have your last drink. (laughs) Would you like the Yana water for life or the Russian death water? Have your last drink. It's up to you. Drink colic. Water for death. Even in a week uh, in a a good club, you're still going to have some... Yeah. Interesting moments. Sure. So first night in, this is my first night in the club. It's been an amazing show. It's like, you know, like even for a Tuesday night, they probably got like you know half to two thirds of the room full. You know, it's a fun, fun, vibey crowd. Yeah. Except for one girl oh. who has been passed out asleep for half of the show. How do, you, how do you get that drunk on a Tuesday? Right. And it's an early show. Like, well, how old do you think she was? 
Oh, I'm going to say like mid to late 20s. Jesus. Right? Passed out drunk. Yeah. So, but passed out drunk, flopped back in her chair. Yeah. And so I've spotted her halfway through my set. And I guess this was kind of, in some ways, showed how comfortable I was. You know, how much fun I was having was I'm like, all right, I'm going to do something with it. As yeah. opposed to, like, sometimes you feel paranoid in that situation. of If I mention it, suddenly everyone in the audience will look at her and be like, what does she know that we don't? Yeah. Maybe she's right. Maybe we've been wrong to be laughing all this time. Yeah. Maybe we should be sleeping too. Right? So I thought... That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> So I've gone out, um, I thought, oh, this will be fun. So I took the whole, like I took the mic stand, I took the mic, uh-huh. and I walked out to where she was, and I started doing the show oh my from just next to That's her. That's pretty awesome. Because I just thought, well, you know, at some stage she will wake up, yeah. and it will be in the middle of the yeah. show, and that'll be really fun, and everyone yeah. else sort of enjoy that. But after five minutes of me, like, doing the show... And, like, you know, being loud right yeah. next to her, she's still not waking up. Oh. And now I'm starting to think, is she dead? Like, <laughs> like is she dead? Like, can someone check if she's That's, dead? I got to say, it's so hard as a comic to dig out of the hole when one of your audience members has died. died. It's hard. Well, I mean, depends if she died during my set or one of the earlier sets. True. Like, but then you go back. Then you go back to the feature and go, you fucking killed, killed someone. How am I meant to I'm do I'm the fucking that? headliner. Right. How, you don't... Jesus Christ. Yeah, when I'm you're headlining a show, you can kill someone. Yeah, you, like, you, know, you find a new club to work in. Right. You're not working here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Murderer. I mean, it, it was one of those things where a woman at one stage did check her pulse. Really? Yeah. Just to make sure. Her friends did What were her friends doing? Oh, no. Her friends were like, oh, she does this sort of shit all the time. Like, oh, they well, were, then you should definitely keep going out yeah, with her. They were dragging her around Weekend and Birdie style. They didn't care. They, had, they, but, have, a little, uh, they have a little wagon that they put right. <laughs> oh, At the end of the show, her guy her guy had to carry her out. Like, ho- like holding her. Like the way you would carry like a bundle of sticks? Uh, it's if you were, no, it's if you was running away from like a fiery building. <laughs> Another great show. (laughs) (laughs) So that was night one. Um, uh, On uh, night two, I think on the the, the Wednesday night, it was a pretty good... Actually, it was a pretty fun show, except that there was a guy in the front row who... um, And he was an older fella. And I was a bit worried at the start that he might not enjoy my stuff. Sure. And he had a Band-Aid on his cheek. Oh, yeah. It's taken off. So I, yeah, you obviously, yeah, that's right. But I did this whole thing about him, you know, doing shout outs to his prison buddies and how he was like Nelly or whoever. Yeah. And like, and, and the audience, it was like one of those great moments where I'm like, I'm bonding with this guy. And then I realized, no, no, you're getting the whole audience to laugh at a reference he does not understand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Confusing old people is one of the great things about comedy. Right. Thursday Night In was uh, one of the weirdest vibe gigs I've ever done in my life because I've never done a show like this before. It was a Valentine's Day show. So they had sold it as a, you know, it's Valentine's Day. Come out to the club for Valentine's Day. I've done those. The entire audience were couples. Yeah. Like there was not, and they pay a lot of money, right? They've had, they've come out, they've done like a three course dinner or a four yeah. course dinner or whatever as well, and the entire audience are couples. There is not one person in the room yeah. who is not in a couple. Yeah, and oh my god, here's what couples on Valentine's Day don't do: laugh at anything that has to do with men or women, like <laughs> because you know, what I mean, there's just so much pressure. 
on this night that they just won't. They will just not like. They want, there's so much checking with the other person. Yeah, about whether something thing. is okay yeah. to laugh at. They on always belt. have to look. Is that person? No, okay, come on, laugh at that. Which is particular. Which isn't. Like it wasn't much of an issue for me because not not heaps of my stuff is right. in that area, but like for the both of the dudes who were doing support, not like great. you could just you could just see the, the the audience going from really loving some jokes yeah. to a joke that the night before we get the exact same response as the one they just loved nothing. to nothing because it was oh a, my god because one of the people was going, I think that's funny, but like tonight is. I just can't do anything that will mean so this weird. works out badly. This is Valentine's so Day. Weird. So to the point where, at one stage, this dude down the front during my set left to go to the bathroom. So normally, what I do in that situation, someone in the front row leaves, you immediately kind of have to talk to the person that they were yeah. with because a someone leaving in the front row breaks the rhythm, yes. you know, of the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what you kind of do, the reason you normally talk is just if you normally just go straight back into the jokes you were telling. Mm-hmm. Everyone's still a little unsettled by the person leaving. They look around. Someone tries to get a drink. You know, it, you lose your momentum a yeah. bit. So normally what you do is do a little bit of crowd work, get the balance back, you know, get back into what you're doing. Yeah. So that's all I was doing. The dude has almost got to the back of the room. He comes back and sits down next to the girlfriend. He goes, oh, I'm not going to leave if you're going to talk to her. What? And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I'm not going to let you make fun of my girl. And I'm like, well, I mean, I wasn't going to make fun of your girl. I was, was going to make fun of you. Uh, but I certainly wasn't going to make fun of her. And I said, you know, it's, I said, it's cool. It's, it's fine. And then it got like a little aggressive. Yeah, weird, yeah. So like, then he did what he thought was going to help which was he put his hand out in front of him and then uh, so if people can imagine I've got my hand like uh, like I was going to um, do the claw or something right so he puts his hand out like that and he just kind of waves his fingers dismissively (gasps) at me and says Get on with it. Oh, yeah. that I, I don't know what you're like, but that... I mean, you know me. That wouldn't have been a good thing to do. Right. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I'm, I'm nowhere near as grumpy as you, and that's not a good thing to do. <laughs> don't say dance, monkey dance to me, because... No, you don't get to... So that's when I dragged over the stool. Yeah. And put it just straight in front of them yeah. and sat down and, you know, yeah. said, welcome to the longest night of your life. So... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're having such a great time. She's really enjoying it. She's yeah. like having this, like, she thinks it's really funny still. Yeah. But this guy, and the whole time, because I'm trying to convince him that, like, you know, this is only good for him. Like, I'm only, you know, she's in the show, she'll go home, yeah. it'll be, you know, this will be the moment. But he keeps weirding it out. And of course, like, the more he weeds it out, the more I can't go away well, from you this. You can't, then you have to keep digging. Right, I just yeah. have to keep digging and digging. Yeah. But there's always a point where, like, you, someone just looks at you like, this is enough. Where yeah, you're like, I'm, okay, I'm going right. to jump on stage. All oh, right, yeah, this yeah. is, okay. You've gone too far. Yeah, yeah. So so that was a bit, that was, that was the weird nut. So then... Uh, That's a good one. That's like a one you'll remember forever, a guy doing that to you. Oh. That little wave, that, that little shoe. You know, that's that is literally one of those things that you will remember in fifty years. You remember when the guy did the thing? Oh man, because that's one you don't get very often. Man, Shit it's like that. It's so fucking dismissive. <laughs> it, it's one of the worst things you might do to a comic. Besides just going, you're not funny at all. That? Yeah, no. Well, he was like, I'm with your skit. Yeah. I mean, that for me, that would have ended up with me and him fistfighting on stage. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
um, so the next night was the, uh, the the drunken night, and uh, so I. Um, Thursday night was the drunken night. No, the Friday. So Friday. Friday, yeah. Friday night's the drunken night. Jesus Christ, you had to do shows the next day. Yeah. So um, I uh, about lunchtime. What was your day like? What time do you think you went to bed on drunken night? Do you have any idea? Uh, well, so it was after a late show. So the late show didn't start until ten thirty. I probably right. went on stage at like oh yeah, I probably finished at maybe twelve thirty or something. So probably two. Two. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon two. After you made all your business transactions. <laughs> Shit, I own a zoo. I, I actually bought a zoo. <laughs> That's my comedy version of that Matt Damon movie. It's about a guy who drunkenly buys a zoo. The guy wakes up and goes, Oh, fuck, I bought, bought a, a zoo. zoo. It's a whole different movie. <laughs> I bought a zoo too with Will Anderson. I don't remember it. It's your zoo, man. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, so I, um, I, like around lunchtime, I've, I've, I've like, I've got to get up and, you know, I've got to face today. I've got to yeah. start working on, you know, because I've got two shows and I've got to start working on getting my body back to yeah. being able to do those shows. You know? yeah, but what do you do? Right. Well, the, I mean, it's kind of your body's choice as to when it. Well, I mean, I feel like the first thing that you've got to do is throw yourself into getting up because I feel like the healing process starts once you get up get up eat and drink right yeah so the first thing that I did was I got up and I thought well I'll go out into the cold because the cold will be my friend oh my god right surely that seems like a good idea though right no ah <laughs> uh. I feel like the cold's a good idea I feel like it's like <laughs> Doesn't it sober you up? You know, don't... No, doesn't it doesn't work feel, like that. Doesn't that... I think that no. kind of works. No. Really? Uh, not in my world. No, I felt like the cold was a good idea. <laughs> uh-huh. So, I went out into the cold. Yeah. Yeah, okay, here's some things that you don't want to do when you're really, really drunk. Mm-hmm. Try to walk on ice. No, it's a terrible Terrible. Idea. And there's I, ice everywhere. There is ice everywhere. Uh-huh. And I was like a, I was like a cartoon. Like, you know when yeah. in cartoons people try to, like, run a, really quickly yeah. and their legs kind of go underneath them in that? Yeah. Right, that was just how I was walking <laughs> at all times. That was me walking. <laughs> yeah. So... I finally got in the skyways, uh-huh. so you know I got up into the skyways, and then oh, that was a terrible idea because there's too much difference between what you have to wear when you're out in the cold yes. and how little you Tremendous have to wear when you're in the skyways. Yeah. And I, I mean, like things now you're are hot. Things are full, yeah. So now I'm taking clothes off and yeah. I'm having to carry clothes and walk at the same time. Yeah, and you can barely do either. Things are falling out of my pockets, <laughs> like. It was, <laughs> You sound like someone that a security guard would walk up and go, "Hey, just sit, buddy, sit down over here. I want to talk to you. Right. Just sit down. Just yeah. sit. sit, sit. <laughs> no, I've got to go. No, okay, sit. Just sit down. He's so drunk. He's speaking Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? North Dakota. <laughs> I don't know. Was that even close? So. I uh, I'm just trying to find like something that will be good to. To eat, yeah. you know, like something that would be good for greasy. me. Greasy, greasy, right? Yeah. 
So I find this, um, I find a soup place. There's a soup place. Are you sure it wasn't a juice? <laughs> it, was a hot, it was a hot juice place. Okay, good. There was, it was next to a frozen yogurt place, which I thought was particularly optimistic in Minneapolis. Seriously? Like who? In Even the, in the summer, it's not that hot. It was empty, and it was empty every time course, I walked yeah. by it. I feel like it might have just been a yogurt place that froze. And they they were, should have, they should have, at, during the summer, it should have been a soup. No, during the winter, it should be a soup place. And during the summer, it should be a yogurt place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. Thank you. It's called. It's a great. It's, it's a great called place. turnovers. It's a great place for your cold juice hot soup. <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I, I had some soup. That was quite good. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I am. Um, are you on? A, are you in a place where you feel like you're going to throw up? No, no, no. I was actually. I, I felt. Oh, that's good. I felt okay. Yeah. Uh, from that point of view, um, I had some soup, and then I thought, well, okay, now I need something a bit more healthy. I need to get some, like, health into my body. Yeah. And and here's what's hard to find in Middle America. Yep. Anything that's healthy. Yeah, it's crazy. You're like anything. You're literally in farmland, and there and and it's. I just said literally. You're literally in farmland, and it's like they're ignoring it. Right. Because that's the place where you should be able to get healthy food all the time. Yeah. It should be local. They just drive down the road. They get whatever they need, and they come back, and you eat it. But it's not... There's nothing there. There's nothing there. It's crazy. It's all terrible, terrible food. Horrible. So I finally managed to find, which was not exactly what I was looking for, but it was the only thing that I thought would work. There was a place where you can order your own sushi. Like, uh, like, uh... I can't think of anything I'd want to eat less when I'm hungover than sushi. Okay, I I haven't explained it very well. Plus, I don't eat sushi in the middle of America. (laughs) There's nowhere near fish. Well, here's the good thing for me. I don't eat fish, so it doesn't matter that Uh, it's not near fish. Right, so you're going to eat eat the vegetables. I'm going to eat some sort of it. And when I say order your own, I mean, obviously, most places you can order your own. Most places you don't go into where they go, here's what you have. Right. Yeah. What I meant was they they make the rolls Mm -hmm. to order. So you just would go in. Say you wanted something with fish, you would go, like, in my roll, I want, like, brown rice, and I want, like, tuna, and I want, like, avocado, and I want... Because what they've tried to do is take the process of making sushi as far away from being Japanese as possible. (laughs) (laughs) What they've tried to do is said, Americanize it. Please, just you put peanut butter in it if you you want. You know how you are an expert and you know what this should be? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I want peanut butter and tuna and I want it deep fried. Yeah. Right. And that's, so that's what it is. Yeah. They've taken the sort of, the process of it and make it like a, they've made it like a yogurt shop. You can just make your own. And I see, I see somewhere a sushi chef cutting his hands off. Right. Because he's so mad. But really, but really, really well and really, really edible. Oh yeah, he does it great. Yeah. That was Yeah. And he sells, he sells each one for like a million dollar roll. Right. So, um, so I ended up going to that place and making my own. You know, not yeah. sushi, but yeah, but whatever it was. So I'm walking back to the hotel, and I realise that I just can't, I can't go back into that hotel room. That's going to be a terrible idea because, you know, it's 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 an okay hotel, like it was, yeah. yeah but it's not a place where if you've been sleeping in there, you haven't had it cleaned because you slept through the cleaners. Right. It's 
It, it's not. It's going to it's gonna be like going back to the bad place. Right. Right. So I need to go and find somewhere to just like sit and be away from there. Movie like, theater. Movie theater, right? Perfect. There's no movie theater in downtown. Oh, God. Anymore. Like yeah, they've yeah. All, yeah, they've all gone out. Right, into yeah. the suburbs and stuff. So you can, someone says, why don't you go to the you know, the world's biggest shopping mall? Yeah. I'm like, well, no. 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 No, I've been there. Right. It's, it's big. But what? But I've been to a shopping mall. Haven't you ever? And I've never been to a shopping mall and gone, fuck, I wish there was more stuff here. But haven't you ever been to a mall and you, and you think... Oh, God, there's a footlocker on this side, but I wish there was another footlocker on the other side. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what no, happens never. there. There's like three footlockers. Yeah. Really? Three at the same store? Right. What about just a smaller mall? Right. Yeah. And also... There's a comedy club in there. Also, you know what I'd love to do? Come to... Go to somewhere where I'm, I'm traveling with one suitcase that's already full. So... <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm literally going to a place where there's more shops than anywhere else to not be able to shop. People people travel there and they get a hotel room near there and they go mauling. Right. There you go. And there that's, you go. And that's everything that's wrong with everything. That's a weekend. <laughs> they should put on a big sale for all those people and then they should just bulldoze that place while they're in there. <laughs> And the world will immediately be better. Immediately. Yeah. They should give an alarm for the workers. Like, I don't think the workers should have to die. No, no, the workers should get it. Like, I feel like there should be, like, a, a you know, five-minute warning so that the... So you do a giant sale. Right. And you put explosives all around it. Right. And then when everyone's in there, you blow it up and it all goes down. Right. And everyone goes, all right. And just everyone immediately feels just a bit smarter a and better. Bit better. Just a as a world. Better, just a yeah. bit better. I'm sorry. That's America. Mm. Um, so, uh... So I, I thought I need somewhere to sit. There's no movie cinemas. Mm-hmm. I'm walking back past uh, through the Target Centre, which is their big uh, sure. uh, arena mm-hmm. that they have there, where they, like, they they play the basketball and there's like yep. a baseball stadium ne- next door, I think. And uh, yep. and uh, it's also an area of town. This is always how you know you're in a good area of town. Uh, is that when that, your hotel is right next to a place called Sex World, which is open 24 hours a day. Yeah. That so, is a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck something that's not human. <laughs> so um, they, uh, so it's a big thing. And I thought, oh, well, what's on in here, mate? There's some big event on. There's all these people, you know, who are lined up. Yeah. And I did not go in, Dave, but it was one of those things that I would have loved to go in and watch, but I realised that I couldn't go into. They were having a statewide or maybe even a nationwide high school dance sport championships there. Holy shit. So there were all these, like, teenagers. Like, late teen... Like, sort of, like, late teenagers dressed up like hookers. Yeah. Like who were doing all these, like, organised dancing. That's amazing. And anyone who's ever, like, listened to the podcast or knows anything about me loves that I know I, I love dance movies. Yeah. And, like, the idea of going and sitting... And, and like could have lived in one. Oh, my God. For and a little while. All their parents were, like, dressed, like... Every, they were surrounded by parents dressed in, like, you know, team T-shirts. Yeah. And, like, it was the most American thing I had ever seen yeah, in my entire life. that's the most American thing you can find. And I was like, this is what I should be doing. I should yeah. go and sit in. But you were too hungover. And I was too scared that they think I was a sex offender. Because <laughs> if you are a 39-year-old... Like, I came here all the way from Australia to 
See your dance competition. I can just imagine me walking in, smelling of booze, <laughs> with my takeaway food, <laughs> looking horrible, with my layers of clothes, and just this sitting there on a bench by myself, just going, I just like dancing. I see some flips. <sighs> uh, that's probably enough for this podcast. Uh, Dave Anthony, um, your uh, uh, podcast is called Walking the Room. Yeah. You can find that on the All Things Comedy Network, mm-hmm. which I think by this stage, this podcast might be a part of. Yeah, they won't take to. Uh, or it certainly will be, like, is going to be soon. Um, for listeners, that, that doesn't, doesn't really mean much other than um, they asked us to be part of their network and we were very excited to be part of it. You're part of it. Yeah, your podcast is already part of it. It is. What does it mean? Okay, so it's more like a co-op than it is. And, you know, the other networks take, like, 50% of, like, we're going to sell you shirts, and then we'll take most of it. Yeah. So their whole idea is it's like a co-op. So you, like, you, can, I'm going to put out my album through them, and as opposed to most places that take a bunch of money, they just take what it costs them to, to put it up and put it out. Uh, so they communism. It's very it's communism. It's communism. It's yeah. very artist friendly. Yeah. Uh, and then they're also because it's they just went. Let's just get podcasts with great comedians. So it's more comedian focused. So it's it's all the other networks are like like Earwolf is a little more like the UCB hipstery sort right. of thing. And then Adam Carolla's just Adam Carolla stuff. So this one's just like hey, good comedians. There, there they are all, all together. So eventually, it's getting a lot of attention from places where it's going to benefit us to be a part of it. Comedy and it's, and it's a, a, like, if you go and have a look at the All Things Comedy um, uh, website, there's some really cool podcasts mm-hmm. there. It's, um, it's, uh, it's really nice to be actually asked to be part of it and be around it. So from a listening point of view, it's not going to mean much uh, to I, the listeners. But uh, When I was sold on it, because we were talking about it, and then Bill Burr called me up, and he's one of the guys who started it, and the first words out of his mouth was, fuck all these fucking corporate fucks. And I went, all right, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're into that. <laughs> So uh, you can find uh, Walking in the Room there, of course, and you can find this podcast there. Uh, Dave's album is going to come out through there as well, so we'll definitely make sure um, that we let people know when that is up and about. Uh, I am in Adelaide for the Adelaide Fringe Festival, the Brisbane Comedy Festival. When does uh, Adelaide Fringe start? Uh, it's already started. Oh, okay. Um, even when we're recording this, it's already started. Uh, uh, I'm just doing the last two weeks of Adelaide. And then uh, a week at the Brisbane Comedy Festival, which is already... A lot of those shows are already sold out, so getting quick if you want to come see me in Brisbane. And then I'm in Melbourne for a month uh, doing my show Goodwill at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Princess Theatre in Melbourne. Um, I'm also producing fan fiction comedy again uh, for the New Zealand kids. They're doing a special uh, Harry Potter theme show mm-hmm. on the uh, first Saturday of the festival, and I know that one will probably sell out. They got um, in contact, Dave. Do you know anything about Harry Potter? Have you seen those movies? A couple of them, but not really. I'm not really across the Harry Potter thing and uh, the Quidditch Society of Melbourne hmm. have uh, got in contact oh. with the show and have challenged them to a game of Quidditch. Oh boy. Oh, right. Jesus. So I believe <laughs> from what little I know about the movies, that means that people have worked that had a fly. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that's flying on brooms. So that's you know that's so I'm looking great forward to, <laughs> I'm looking forward to finding out all about it. I that. just picture a guy running around a room with a broom between his legs. I believe that's probably what it's gonna <laughs> be. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, but that's exciting. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find it, of course, still through the TOEFOP web webpage. Um, make sure that you, if you listen uh, uh, through iTunes, uh, to leave us a, a rating and stuff mm-hmm. because that uh, helps keep us up the top of the charts. And one day in this podcast, we are finally going to beat Hamish and Andy mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Probably when that's the goal. Probably when Hamish and Andy they die. Die. <laughs> Uh, we still don't have a sign off so thanks for listening thanks for having me get a flop flop out <laughs> <laughs>